Hello, Panther fans. We are back with another pregame edition of the Hell Podcast. I'm your host, J.R. Robinson, Pikeville High School Class of 2010. And right next to me is the Hall of Famer and part of the Precipice Estates. The, the Precipice Porch. Precipice. The Precipice. Even Weston's saying it now. It's, like, the <laughs> it's the Precipice Garden. It's the Precipice Garden. It's where I harness my chi. <laughs> <laughs> this is out where, like, when I have a bad day at work, yeah. I go get me some dairy cheer, okay? I sit out here and listen to the fountains, you know? It sounds like somebody peeing when you listen to this on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, it's where I get harness my chi and get ready for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Mr. Douglas Powers, Pikeville High School Class of 1997. And then I'm just going to call him our stats guy. Because he, he's good. He's, he's got a whole really book of stats good. over there. I mean, he knows stuff about like this team we're getting ready to he's play. Like, I didn't even know this was a, a he's school. He's the bear <laughs> of college game day. He's like yes. he's our bear. That's right. Yes. You gotta uh, uh, you gotta use the uh, tools that you have. He could also be our gambling guy, like point spreads, <laughs> stuff like that. God, God has blessed us with the internet. So you can find anything on the internet. <laughs> That's, That's true. But he does an awesome job. Mr. Weston Robinson, Pikeville High School class of 2006. Thank you, Weston. Yeah, I know I got that wrong the last time. I'm oh, sorry. That's okay. The last last year I played football was 05, so I'll, I'll call it. Even. Well, that's what we did when we were doing all those uh, those all time teams yeah. or whatever all yeah. decade teams. I didn't put like if you graduated in yeah. 2000 or that was so hard to do. Oh, yeah. oh, when you look back and see. All the players that have played here, it's insulting to even do it. Really, I got yeah, it. Is so it is so hard to do. It comes down to minutia thing. Well, like, yeah. just, the thing that you all said on that podcast that I that I uh, uh, that I could really relate with was Pikeville and, and Belfry. You know, they're really the only two teams around here that you can even do an all yeah. you know do yeah. do an all time or all decade team because they just. They, yeah. they just have players year after year. I'm year really year. glad to see Jonathan Central stepping up because I always knew with a school that size, if you just got the right coach, like yeah. a culture in there, yeah. you'd be awesome. Because yeah. I promise out of 4,000 kids, you can find 22 dudes oh, to play yeah. football. And, you know, the next one I think we're going to see, I really do, Shelby Valley or Pike Central. Yeah. One of the two is going to start being more successful. Yeah. Shelby Valley has already taken a step towards that direction, but they got a lot of stuff they got to change with their culture. They got a lot of stuff that, that has to get better. But, uh, you know, I think their school size is big enough. I think if you get the get the right culture in there, you could do well. Well, you got you also, you know, with Pike Central, you know, you got Eric Ratliff. Yeah. And he, he can co- he can coach yeah. with anybody and coach anywhere. And as long as he can get some kids to really buy into the system that he has up there, I think that they uh, I think they should be doing really well in the future. You really so, saw that last year. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, guys. Yeah. This is the Hell Podcast. That's true. <laughs> if you want the Hawks Nest Listen. Podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to bring in regional listeners, dude. That's right. <laughs> I'm a businessman at heart. There's only so many people. I want to monetize yeah. this, baby. But. Anyway, we got to get some. We got to talk about some business. We'll save the monetization okay. for later. Okay? Yeah, I want to be sponsored by Mountain Dew. That's right. <laughs> the Popville Panthers will have a big Mountain Dew patch on their shoulder. It'd be great. We're going to have Mount. We're going to be looking like NASCAR That's drivers right. when we come out here. Listen, right. okay, but we're not sponsored by anybody yet. But if you'd like to sponsor us, you know, give me come a call. On. Give me a call. Yeah, give Doug a call. Give Bub a call. Weston a call. We'd love to take you. Donations are welcome. Yes, hundred percent. But. Moving on. So we had a game. We'll just 
briefly touch on that. We played Henry Clay last week. Broke a couple records. Oh, broke a couple bodies, too. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but if you didn't hear, we, um, Mr. Zach Lockhart had 388 yards receiving. Uh, he had, uh, what was it? How many touchdowns was it? Seven. Seven, seven yeah, touchdowns. He had 17 receptions, which, in my opinion, is the biggest stat of them all. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's at some point. After eight, if you're a coach, oh yeah, I'm gonna go. I don't care what you do. He's not catching another better pass. Better double team. <laughs> I think Isaac completed 22 yeah. passes too. Here, here's what the bottom line is. Let me, let me tell you. They learned a life lesson like Mingo County Central did. Yeah, they really did. You cannot. And yeah, I talked to Coach Mack a little bit about it, but you can't guard to play man-to-man defense. And I've heard people in the community say stuff like that, but I'm not kidding you. That is an up at dawn, bed at night kind of thing. You got to do every day, and it takes amazing technique and even instinct and athleticism that you're not going to have. Even like the Jackson Hensleys and the Seth Pugh, yeah. those guys, you can't go both ways and play man-to-man defense. It just no. you can't do it. And they learned a 388-yard lesson. <laughs> well, the thing about it that was in, it, uh, uh, important was that uh, you know you can always tell you know kids from Lexington they've got so much speed. So, you know, it wasn't like he was just beating them one-on-one past them. No. He was catching the ball in space and running past people. So, yeah. you know. Well, you hear it like uh, I remember when I was playing and we were playing Lexington Catholic, uh, one of our coaches, I'll keep him nameless, was like, man, it has really been a long time since we big played a four or five or six A school. Oh, you yeah. know, getting those big plays on those bigger schools, you don't see that a lot from 1A schools. And, you know, to see us do that to a 6A school has got to be very, very promising for the future. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, we've still got a couple games to go. Uh, but let's let's talk about this week because we've got another 6A school this week. Yes, sir. Campbell yeah. County, Kentucky. Had no idea that this was even a school. When you think of northern Kentucky, you think of Beechwood, Covington Catholic. Highlands, Newport Highlands, Catholic. Newport Catholic. You think of all of them. Campbell Bell, County, Bellevue. Bellevue. You you do not think of Campbell County, you don't. especially in football. No, you don't but, have basketball. But, you Weston, can you give us a little bit of a... I mean, know, if I'm an up-and-coming actress, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, guys, I, I, I went through and I you know I got online and uh, I wanted to give our listeners a little background on, you know, on who we're playing because, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't see them as a football yeah. school and this and that, so... Uh, I got online today, and I wanted to give our uh, listeners some uh, some information about this school. All right, so Campbell County is obviously it's up in the the top of the state. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's right below Ohio, Cincinnati uh, area, basically. Yeah. Um, the school opened up in 1919, and they started off wow. with they started off with 60 students and five teachers. You know, wow. it's odd because for a six A school, yes. those are mostly newer schools. Well, they went from, they, they went from having uh, uh, 60 students. To now having fifteen hundred, so that's that's their enrollment now. Uh, as we uh, as we talked about earlier, uh, in nineteen twenty two, they adopted their mascot as the Fighting Camels. The Camels. Okay. So when I when I hear this name, I think of the uh, the uh, Camel Joe, the guy that smokes cigarettes for yeah. Camels. That's, you know what's that's, interesting? That's what I think about when I hear Fighting well, Camels. What was their pop- school population? Fourteen um, hundred. Uh, they got fifteen hundred students. Fifteen hundred students. Put that in perspective, okay? 
per grade, they yeah. have more than our whole enrollment. Yes. So yeah. their freshman class is bigger than our whole school. Uh, yeah. uh, I saw another thing on there today. The, uh, the, the class that had the most students that's ever graduated, I think, was uh, sometime in the 90s, and they had 493 seniors wow. that graduated that year. Wow. So that gives you a perspective on how big the school is. When I think of the fighting camels, I now think of the Iron Sheik from the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Put you in camel clutch. Yeah. They, uh, they are a uh, – so they have five elementary feeder schools wow. that all go into one middle school that then after middle school go into the one high school. So they, they're not like other, you know, big schools yeah, yeah, that you yeah. have four and five and six junior highs. They've got one middle school. So at least the kids that play, you know, they, they at least get a couple hey, years before they get to high school that they're playing. That's together. a recipe for an awesome football program. Oh, yeah. 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 No they, kidding. Uh, they've also won, a, um, in their school's history, they've won seven state championships, okay? Uh, one of them was in softball. One of them was in girls track. One of them was in bowling. Um, for the girls as well in 2020, but their main sport at Campbell County and what they've won four state championships in is wrestling. That's, huh. that's their big deal. They they win region and district up there just about every year in wrestling. Guys, so why isn't this team awesome? That's what I was getting ready to say. Like Weston, like you when you hear of wrestling state championships, that usually goes hand in hand. Guess with what they guess what they don't Success. play. Football. <laughs> yeah, apparently that don't make no sense. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, they like I said, you know, they're a big sport, and and they've come along quite a way the last couple of years in baseball. They've won a couple of regional championships, but as far as football goes, their first football team was in 1928. Okay, and since that time, they have won only five district championships. Consider the district. Yes, even though their district yeah. is hard. Um, they have technically, I, I don't know whether you consider this a regional championship or not, but in 1973 they won a conference championship. Okay. So I guess that translates into maybe region maybe, or district. Or in between district and region. I don't. That's hard to yeah. know. I, we'll have to ask that question to some of uh, a Jim Williamson question. That's yeah, a 100%. Question. But like I was saying earlier, uh, they uh, before the podcast started, what they're most known for, surprisingly, is their drama program. Wow. They have a uh, uh, they have a drama program and they have a thing up there called Cappies, and it is a uh, critics and awards program. And there's only tw- other than them, there's only twelve other programs like that for drama in the entire United States. Wow! Wow! So they have uh, 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 you know uh, I guess they have some uh, great plays up there in school wow. school plays and whatnot. But um, uh, they have. Two, they have a couple of notable alumni. Uh, one of the guys, his name is uh, uh, Glenn Withrow. Okay, mm-hmm. now this guy was an actor yeah. and a producer. He's been out in Hollywood for that years. might explain why they're one of the thirteen. <laughs> exactly, and he is. Uh, uh, he was in movie. He was in uh, all the Francis Ford Coppola movies. And if you don't know who that is, that's the guy that directed all the Godfather oh, movies. Yeah. And he was also uh, uh, one of the students in the movie The Outsiders. Oh yeah. So yeah. he's been in some pretty notable movies. Um, but yeah, that's that's a little bit of a background on the uh, school and you know what they uh, uh, what they do up there. You know they've got they've got the they've got seven public schools up there in in the county, and then they've got one private school. Yeah. So you know who's gonna hate him, Billy uh, Paul Rowe. He's gonna. <laughs> I don't want to know about no Campbell County. Oh no, God! I can already hear him next week. Hey, you know what? It. I like this because it kind of gives us information of who I we're do. playing. I mean, we're getting ready. Like we've got. You got to do this for Phelps. <laughs> you got to. You got to. Listen, the only thing that I'll say about Phelps is so notable is 
the strawberry burrito and at the Hornet's Nest. And their rooster fights. And they have the best rooster fights around. Fuck. Okay. For real. Uh, That's no kidding. That's no joking. Hey, I'm man, those cheese sticks at the Hornet's Nest, too, is pretty dang good. Have I ever been to one? Fifth Amendment. Okay, you know, fifth they're, Amendment. They're, uh, they're, they're a football team. You know, as far as their football team goes, you know, they, they've got Mike Wolf, who coaches up there. He's coached for the last couple of years. Uh, the record last year was not really too impressive. They they were one and ten. You know they got beat out in the first round of the um yeah. of the, uh, the you know the state tournament. But um, against you know you're talking about six A and I'll tell you guys I watched some film on them this week uh, at night and uh, I'll tell you Henry Clay probably had way better athletes. Oh yeah. But this team is very similar to ours. They play assignment football. They're very uh, well coached. They run isolation. They run traps. They run, they're a good team. Yeah, make no mistake. Well, for for six for six A, you know, uh, their roster is not too big. Yeah, they have sixty five players, but out of the sixty five players, twenty of those guys yeah. are seniors. Yeah. So they've had a good core of you know twenty guys that that have played you know for three and four years. So you know if, if your team is uh, you know one third seniors, you know you've you've obviously got some people that have been out there for a couple of years. You got experience. So. Yeah. yeah. So the thing that I think is going to be the big part of this is can we make that long trip four hours all the way up there and be ready to play? Because last week we played the 6A school, we came out, we jumped on them early, and then we let them right back into the game. Now, we have to talk about something big that's uh, you know going to affect the Panthers tomorrow. And it affects every football team every single year, and you have to deal with it. That's what that's how champions win, you know, their championship and all that stuff. You have to battle through injuries, and we've got some. Well, and here's the thing: it's not necessarily a, a bad thing. I mean, nobody wants to see people hurt, but it also helps you develop your younger guys, and it helps you develop those backups to win. You know what? In the playoffs, if we've seen injury, injury, one of them's going to be ready to play. Yeah, you know, percent. And what's our goal? I mean, obviously, we want to go undefeated. But what's the number one goal to win a state championship? Right? Yeah. Well, you know, you, you've got to be ready at all times. And like we said before in these podcasts, we are always playing our best football come playoff time. Yeah. So it's, you know, I, I hate it that these kids, you know, have, have been injured and, you know, uh, I hate it that they're off the field. Yeah. But at the same time, at least it's happening in week yeah. four instead of, the first or second round of the playoffs are week 10. Yeah. Yeah. And, guys, that's football. You know, yeah, I remember last football. year when Carson got right towards ACL. You know, I, mean, I remember talking to him because he was young. Man, I hated seeing that. But, it, you know, if you play long enough, I'll tell you, you're going to tear MCLs. You're going to tear it. And it's really, you know, my daughter just stretch fractured her leg. Uh, and she runs cross country. I was like, Darby. You know, you you play long enough, this stuff's going to happen. You just oh, yeah. got to battle through it and stay mentally tough. Well, you know, it's a, it's a it, it, the thing about it is, is that now that even though some of these guys are hurt, they have enough experience where they can do one of two things. You know, yep. they can they can sit over there and they can you know kind of feel you know sorry for they themselves can pout. Or, or pout or you know have you know have the self pity or they can step into the leadership role now and yeah. help these younger kids that are coming in and filling their spot. Yeah. So. Wouldn't you wouldn't you say, Weston, it's like having an extra coach on the sideline yes. that you relate yeah. to great. Like a player that's hurt who started has so much experience mm-hmm. they don't even know it. Oh yeah. So you got a freshman, sophomore, even junior going in there and when they running off you can grab them and say, Okay, I made the same mistake. Here's yes. what you do. Yeah. You know, I mean it it really is. So to go over who's kind of injured, you're going to find out later 
with the Chris McNamee interview, who's injured uh, as well. Um, yes, we've got another interview with uh, head honcho in charge. We will have that for you just about every single week that we can get him over here, just to let you know. Yeah, he's been very nice in helping us. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, you got to thank Coach for helping us get this thing off the ground because he doesn't have to do it. Yeah. You know, he really doesn't. Also, thank you to all the assistant coaches that have been, um, what, are they, what are they, binge listening to? Binge listening. <laughs> hey, don't we got one coming up Sunday? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, Yogi Davis will be on the show Sunday. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, He's a we'll, good dude. Yeah. yeah. But the big one that we have to talk about, we have to talk about how it affects us. Carson Wright, ACL and MCL tear out for the year. How does that affect us? Dude, I mean, you saw what it did to us I'll, against yeah, Clay. I'll tell you what scared me is seeing how our team – he, and you'll hear Coach Mack actually talk about it. That halftime of the Henry Clay game, I, I think I've said it before, but it was like it reminded me of a tale of two cities. Like the, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. Yes. You had a lead, but you could tell they were not in a good state of mind. That team, we looked defeated yes. a little bit at halftime, and that was not. That was just that team. I don't know. It was like a team mindset at the time. Well, yeah. we, you know. JR was talking about it earlier, you know, with with the four-hour drive up there and kind of like last week having the two-and-a-half-hour drive to Lexington, you know, the, like almost, you know, thank God for the, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the punt play because we, we got up by 18, you know, we, we let our foot off the gas when we should have been pressing forward. Then we have one of our uh, leaders and one of our best players get get hurt, and we're just kind of defeated right there. And if it wasn't for the, uh, you know, the pump play that was actually called correct, yeah. <laughs> and, that was and us getting really. pumped up and moving forward, I'm not really convinced that we walk out of there with a win because, you know, I, you know, the two of the years that I played, you know, I had season-ending injuries, and I and I and I see I've seen in the past what yeah. that's done to a team, especially yeah. if if you have one of your main players getting hurt. But you know, like, like I said, you know, we. It happened. You know, we can either dwell on it or we can move forward and next man up. Yeah. The thing we have to think about here, and the good side, is that even after he went out, Paul Sullivan made some adjustments at mm-hmm. halftime. Nate Collins made some big plays. Landon Hammock came up huge yeah. mm-hmm. and like he uh, uh, with that uh, sack on the quarterback. Yeah. In the first some phone. of our DBs had great games. I, yeah. You know, and I'm critical of them. I know. I've probably been a little unfair. But um, – you know, because it seems like every team attacks them. Yeah, it's it's like, and if I'm watching film, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Okay, but I'll tell you, when when we got stops, a couple of them were because of awesome DB plays, covering a screen yep. or getting a tackle at the line of scrimmage big, or something big like play that. that yeah. Jeb made, man. Jeb you know, made a good play. It's, it's, yeah, if you you know, just like us, you know, we saw weakness last week. You know, in their uh, uh, in their outside linebackers and in the, in their safety and their corner and their secondary. And because we saw that, we exposed it, and we kept going at it, and we kept going yeah. at it. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, uh, Zach had such a good yeah. game, yeah. because we kept going at what was working. And if you don't make adjustments and you don't, you know, yeah. change things up, and, you know, Coach Sullivan is great for that, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, whoever is in there, um, they're going to be ready to play tomorrow. Yeah, so, 100%. You, you, you love the games where you don't have to make adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we don't have to see that a lot. A matter of fact, I'll tell you, handful of games – that I've seen in the last four or five years that we've had to make major adjustments or even small adjustments. I mean, uh, I think our coaches do an awesome job early in the week at getting a solid game plan. And I've seen it against Belfry when they were head and shoulders better than us, the patience they have with a game plan. And I think sometimes coaches are too quick 
to throw out that game plan and make adjustments. You know, it's a very uh, fine line. It's a fine but line. The thing we have to think about this too is maybe this team right here will rally behind that. It could. And I'm not trying to say, oh, you know, the reason why we want to stay is because Carson got hurt. No. No. But that has happened, and it and it's happened to other teams before. The doll hair kid. Yeah, the doll hair. You know, you you rally behind that kid. You get, you know, you make sure that you play for him. You play your hardest. And you go out there and you win a bunch of games for him and yeah. you try to win a state title there for him. Go. I mean, he'll be he'll feel just fine. Yeah. You know? Well, I think we're kind of not so much at a disadvantage, but you know, uh, uh, with with playing a six A school, right? If we had not played Henry Clay before, yeah. You know, I, I I would think that all right, Campbell County. You know, they you know they've they've won. You know, they they've beaten Connor this year and. They have played two pretty. Uh, I'm sorry. They beat Cooper this year, and they played two pretty close games with you know Connor and Oldham County. And you know the scores have really you know they've been kind of close games. So the fact that they know that you know we we just went to Lexington beat a six A team, so they're going to be ready to play. And the they fact are. that they know we can play, and they're going to be you know on their on their best. You and know, and their they best, get so the yeah. opportunity to ring up a win against the state champion winner. That's yeah, about, that's they, a big program that's a big win. Motivator. You know. Yeah. Especially a program that's not known for football. Yeah. So, all right. So getting to some other injuries. Uh, Logan Reed will tweaked not his play. back. Yeah. Tweaked yeah. his back and will not play tomorrow. That hurts as well. It does. It that's does. a starting defensive. He's back been playing. South. He has been getting better every single game uh, at corner. Yeah. Really. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's just at, on, as a whole, it's just it's a tough. It's one of those hurdles as a team. It's like in uh, you know in basketball in the Sweet Sixteen. You see it all the time. No matter how good your team is. You're going to play a bad one, and you got to find a way to win. That's yeah. what we got to do. Yeah, we got to find a way to win. But the good news is, boys, is <laughs> we still got number eight, or er, we still got Isaac McNamee, and we've still got Zach Lockhart. Yeah, well, guess That's, what? That helps. Somebody else better catch the ball next week because I promise you this: oh, yeah. with all the publicity that's gotten. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he's shaded with two guys every single play. He's gonna have to. He's yeah. gonna have to, you know, earn his yeah. earn his earn his, his yards this week because they're they're you know yeah. I, I would be super surprised if they do not play him man oh, and yeah. double team the whole yeah. game. And, and so. honestly, we need a we really really need a Wade Hensley or a Jet or somebody yep. to have a big game. Yep. You know, and that will alleviate those double teams. Yeah. If people can think, well, you can double him, but you're gonna pay the price on the other side. You know, that, that will alleviate that problem. Well, which receiver do you think has the best chance to do that, Doug? I mean, I'm not trying to call any kids no, out. No, you're not. To, you you know, know, I get what you're saying. But which yeah. one, in your opinion, do you think has the most potential to break out? Well, well, when you um, – I think Belfry did this little. When you look out there, you know, you see Jeb. He looks a little smaller. He looks a little younger. A lot of times they'll shade off. Yeah. You know, a lot of times he'll be open in open space, all right? You look at Wade, he looks a little bigger, but honestly, he's caught some hard balls. You know, against Belfry, that catch he made on third down was a tough catch to make. Good genes as well. Yeah, and so really, I think right now, <clears throat> we got a couple candidates, to be honest with you. I think if Wade gets his head right, you know, and, and really puts his mind to it, he can do it. And, and I, I think a couple others can, really. I'm not even going to name one in, because in practice, In practice, the, the guy that sticks out that I'm just waiting to break out is Brandon Lowe. Yeah, Brandon yeah, Lowe. Brandon, Brandon Lowe can break out at any point in time. He I, runs really good routes. Yeah. He's quick. At this point, Abilo needs confidence. Okay, yeah. and he's a very confident guy. But he needs 
he needs to catch some balls. Yeah. To, and he's one of those guys, if you get him rolling, he'll kill you. I mean, if you can get him some balls, catch two or three passes, he, he, he'll be on top of and the And the world. guy that we're not even talking about right now is Blake Birchfield. Yeah. Birchfield's the guy that's kind of the afterthought right now. Yeah. You better not think Honestly, about Honestly, if we had had, and, and this, you might see this later, you might actually see Blake lined up in the slot or oh, wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. That's his natural position. Yeah, He's playing running back because we had a need. He's actually feeling that, you know, Carson was hurt. And, you know, now, now I mean, you're going to see maybe him out of wide receiver a little bit if that's what's going to help us win. But, Weston, i got to ask you, because mm-hmm. you were a former defensive back. When a starter goes out at DB, communication issues, that becomes a key, right? You know. Well, you know, the, the thing that sticks out in my mind the most is, you know, uh, you know, I, I, when, I, when I played, I played corner. And like I previously stated, you know, um, the, the game before the regional championship in 2003, yeah. you know, I, I get hurt, right? And we go into the Camp game fully well knowing that they are going to somewhat try to establish that halfback pass. Okay? Yeah. And you know it's coming. You, you know it's going to happen. And somehow, if the communication is not there, what will happen in that Lynn Camp game will, will, will happen, you know, t- tomorrow. And the thing about it is, is that out of the five touchdowns they scored in that game against us, three of them were halfback passes. Yeah. And if you do not communicate and you do not pound it into that person's head, whoever is stepping in, that this is what they're going to try to do. Yeah, that's also one of those experience things, I think, um, that you have to learn. But honestly, I'll tell you, a lot of times, too, you'll I've hear, I, I like to stand back from the fans, even at home games, and listen. Yes. You know? And I will hear people just rail sometimes on cornerbacks. Yeah. And I'm like... Wasn't even his fault. Free yeah. safety's got the deep half, you know. It's, yeah. And it's a hard. It's one, in my opinion, cornerback is the harder position to play than oh, quarterback. Yeah. You get you get you get blamed for stuff that's not your responsibility. Yeah. You know, and, and a mentally weak person can't handle that. Yeah. And even if you do play good, the they're still like, well, why is it he making interceptions? Yeah. Even yeah. though you're yeah. shutting the guy down, yeah. it's a tough. They're position. not throwing towards you. They're like, well, he needs to make more interceptions. Dude, we just shut that receiver down to one yeah. catch a game. Even on a good play, you let you a guy. You're worried about the deep ball, right? Yeah. A guy catches a hitch for five yards, four yards, right? And you make the tackle. It's still. I'll, I'll still hear guys go, "Why'd you let him get four or five yards?" And it's like, man, I, I prevented him scoring an eighty-yard touchdown. You know, it's defense a, is it's so a complicated match, because man. you got it. I mean, you go from the front seven yeah. and then to the back half. I mean, you the front seven has to do their job. They have to do their job. They have to get pressure on that quarterback. It starts with that, then it goes to you guys, and I mean it's just a complicated thing, defense, and you have to understand that you're going to have to give up some plays. Well, another critical variable in this, and this is why last year we had such a good team, okay, yeah. is linebacking play. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As as important as linebackers are in stopping the run, they are, if not more important, in stopping the pass. Yeah. Because. I mean, they are critical. A great linebacking core, when you hear pass, will spread like an umbrella. Yeah. Okay. And it'll like die in water. Okay. And and they they pick up the spots that the corner the corners and safeties can't be everywhere. Yeah. You know, you got four or five receivers out there. That, you know, it takes really good linebackers. Yeah. To do that. I, I, I really think that tomorrow, uh, and uh, the key to this game, and, and you know, if they're gonna if they're gonna uh, if they're gonna double team Zach, 
or they're going to try to uh, take the pass away from us. The good thing about it is, is it, that we have such good experienced linemen that uh, I would be shocked tomorrow if yeah. we do not try to pound the ball. If yeah, I would be completely shocked. And the good thing is, where we are, we do have injuries, but not on the line. Hold on, okay. Hey guys, if you are having trouble listening, we're just going to take just like a quick second. We've yeah. had an ice cream truck, a helicopter, a coal truck. Just pretty Man. much everything is yeah. happening. Well, a lot of action on the precipice today. <laughs> but, all right, I think we're good okay. now. Okay. okay. But here's another injury we have to talk about. Game time decision for Nate Collins. Huge. That can That's be a huge player. Huge. That might be the bit bigger than Carson. Maybe the one true leader yeah. on our team. Mm -hmm. From what I've seen, I'm not out there, yeah. but from what I see, that he's a huge leader. Well, I think that, you know, it, it, it's so big because another name, another name that we haven't mentioned is the Rodgers kid. Mm -hmm. You know, if he doesn't play tomorrow and we don't have Nate out there, you know, we're going to have a lot of young, young experienced guys. kids yeah. out there that are just going to have to step up. And I really think that the key is, like I said, you know, pounding the ball tomorrow. Um, if we can keep Campbell County off the field and we can establish the run with Blake – and, you know, we can even get those quarterback reads going where Isaac can pull it and get four or five, six yards or break one. Um, I really think that we have a, you know, we have a good shot, uh, in my opinion, at winning this game. But, you know, the good thing about this team is if you take our passing game away, no problem. We can just line it up and we'll just run the ball at you. And, you know, you know it's coming. So, I mean, you know, you can another, stop it or not. Another huge key to the game is uh, you're going to see Isaac at running back uh, tomorrow. Uh, Isaac Coleman. Isaac Coleman. Yes. And uh, he played great last game. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, with his size, he is one of those guys you want when you're pounding yes. the ball. Yeah, On two-point conversions, that's who we go absolutely. to. Absolutely. So, all right. So, we've mentioned the injuries. You know, Nate Collins is going to be a very big game-time decision. That could cut, that could either make us or break us on defense, 100%. I mean, just because of his leadership mm -hmm. alone. And we're so young. And that's the thing with the young team yeah. is that – Maybe you've got a lot of talent, but they're not used to this high school grind season oh. yet. And, and you're you know, playing one of the most physical schedules we've ever played. Yeah. Belfry and, and then two six A schools. That's huge. And not to mention we're going through all this COVID stuff, so you're not your body's really not used to it much yet. I mean, just think about it. We're a month and a half of full pads. Yeah. yeah. Month These injuries are what usually happens in preseason, really what you're seeing right well, now. Well, yeah. with Campbell County, you know, like like I mentioned, you know, they've, they've got 20 seniors on their team, but their leading tackler is a sophomore. Yeah. He, he is, uh, you know, his name is uh, uh, Creed, uh, Creed Marr, okay? And this kid's a sophomore, and he's got twice as many tackles as anybody else on wow. the team. So when you have a sophomore that is leading you in tackles, you know, he, he's obviously getting to the football, and I'm pretty sure he plays linebacker, right? Yeah. So if Would we can, if we can, if we can establish the run, and we can, uh, you know, uh, you know, get four or five, six yards on each carry, and eat that clock up, and wear them down, I think that uh, we have a really good shot of going into the second half and just breaking away from them. Yeah. The one thing I want to say real quick before we break down Campbell County, because I know that. You you uh, you've watched some film on them. I've watched some film on them. You have. Is I want to send the best wishes to Carson Wright real yes. quick. Yeah. Really to all yes. those guys. Really, all the all those guys. But him especially. Injured. Yeah. Season ending. Yeah. Season ending injury for Carson Wright. I know this kid loves football more than he loves. He does. <laughs> I you mean, can he, tell. He's a football 
uh, addict. I is think it's the only say. time I really see him smile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, which this is kid, a credit to him. He works his guts, his guts out. I mean, he just he does everything that you need. There, to do there's a win. reason he is good. Yeah. It's yes. not all just genetics. Yeah, when the players that work hard are better. That's so shout out to you, Carson. We hope you get a, a speedy recovery, brother, and we love you to death. Well, you know, the thing about this kid is that, you know, he, he, he's been through this one time before. So, you know, the rehab that he will go through to get himself better, um, he'll go full force at it. Yeah. And as long as he stays patient with it and he does what the doctors and, the, and you know, the specialists and the trainers and stuff tell him to do, He'll be back out there, and the good thing about it is, is that even though his season is over this year, he's got two more years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, guys, this is something very important, and I've gone through it personally uh, with ACL tears nowadays. Guys, it's not like it was 10 or 20 years ago. Yeah. It, that is not, oh, no, you'll never play again yeah. kind of stuff. It is, we have physicians now, Cincinnati Children's, Robbie Royalty here, you know, eat Pikeville Medical Center. We've got guys that know how to do this, yes. and that it's more of a yeah, it's a season ending, but you'll be back next year. Yeah, hundred percent. So we love you, Carson. We think you're uh, we think you're going to do good in rehab and everything else. We're we're counting on you. We love you to death. Yeah, just get a speedy Definitely. recovery, and uh, we'll hope to see you on the field next year. But yeah. Now we got to move on to Campbell County. So Weston, what did you see from Campbell County last night? I mean, while you've been watching film. One th- what's some things that could hurt us? Well, you know, the, really, they, from what I've seen, they basically do a two-quarterback system. You they know, do. You've got the, you've got the, uh, uh, their, their senior quarterback who will probably start for them tomorrow. Is, Which can be a problem. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Because, you, know, uh, you know, this kid, his name, his name is Justin Little, right? And he's mainly their, you know, their thrower, you know, the, 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 the general out there on the field. But then they also bring in Preston Agee, who can run it. He can throw it. He can, you know, he can catch it. He basically is a utility player for their offense, and he runs that read so well that if we cannot stop the quarterback read, we'll have a little bit of problems tomorrow. But you know, it's always difficult when you have to prepare for one quarterback, let alone two of them. So he's kind of like that uh, dude from the New Orleans Saints at Taysom Hill. Yeah, but they yeah. use him more. He's more of a specialist. Mm-hmm. He yeah. comes in four plays a game. This guy's going to get way more plays. Yeah, when yeah. he's not when he's not at quarterback, he'll be at running back. If he's not yeah. a quarterback or running back, they'll put him in the slot. He'll be on the field. Are those somewhere. the two guys that you think really stress us out the most on the thing? Well, I mean, you know, it, like I said, having two quarterbacks is always a little bit difficult to. Yeah, to, and to, if you know, if you ask Sully, maybe, but yeah. if you ask the offense guys, yeah. they're going to say something totally different. Yeah. So, well, yeah. they've also got two kids. They've got they've got a running back named uh, Cross. Uh, Crossley Gray, okay, and he's a senior running back. He he's mostly getting most of the carries, you know, in the backfield. And then they've got uh, um, one wide receiver who strictly plays wide receiver. His name's Wes Barth, and he is getting most of the targets when they throw the ball in the air. Yeah. Now I don't think that they uh, is he a uh, slot or wide? Do you he's, know? They they, could, they put him both, both spots. You know, they they put him at slot. Uh, mostly he's on the outside. But really, what they're looking for is to get the one on one with him yeah. so they can yeah. send him down the field. So it sounds to me. And this is a good thing for us that they are placing players in. They don't have enough athletes, no. so they are utilizing their athletes in certain positions. Yeah. Now, a good defensive coach, which we have, yeah. will pick this. Already has picked up on this, so that's a good thing. Yeah, hundred percent. So I guess the 
the thing about Campbell County is is that they've got a couple guys that they want to get the ball to, and they're going to get the ball in their hands, and everybody else is just out there blocking and doing what they're supposed well, to do. Well, like we said before, you know, with these big 6A teams, you know, one thing that you're going to have with every 6A team is you're going to have speed. Yeah. So there's about four or five guys that they primarily get the ball to, and their whole objective is to get them in space so <clears> they can try to make a play. The one thing I noticed, though, when I watched film on this, is they are very different than Henry Clay. Henry Clay relied on athleticism. Yeah. Total, all they did is rely on, we got the best athletes out there, we're just going to let them do their thing. Yeah. Now, there's a huge risk when you do that because it's they're always going to give up points if, when you do that. They're, but they're also going to score points. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last time, we got stops when we needed to. This team, though, plays a lot like us. You will see intricate running plays. You will see intricate passing plays. You will see uh, assignment football, more, more so than yeah. Henry Clay. The thing that really won us the game, and Weston touched on this earlier, and, you know, I'm not trying to throw shade at any Henry Clay players or whatever, but they have a lot of really good athletes. We have a lot of really good football players, and yeah, there's a yeah. difference. There's a very big difference. Yeah, there's a very very big difference. We know our assignments. We do what yeah. we're supposed to do. We've done it a million times. It comes down to we discipline, We execute really. a lot better than yeah. they did. Oh, yeah. So do you think that we're going to execute better than Campbell County tomorrow? Well, you know, last week, uh, from what I saw from Henry Clay, is like you said, they've got a whole bunch of athletes, but it looked almost like a, a, a like a backyard football it game. It did, yeah. And when you have super great athletes, and anybody who's ever played intramural or flag football or anything like that will know that you can have people that have never been on a football field in their life go out and dominate for the sheer fact that they're athletes. Now, when you start putting pads on, that's a, different, that's a different ball game. And I think this team right here is a lot more fundamentally sound. They've got a lot more discipline, like Doug said. And their technique is good enough that if they get stuff rolling <clears throat> with our inexperience that we have out on yeah. the field tomorrow, it might give us some trouble. But like you said, it, it should be a pretty good it, football It should. Game. And I don't see it being a 70-50 to 50 kind of game no. or 58-40. Yeah. This is going to be your normal, like, 31-21, yes. 31-28. I'll make my pick later, but yeah, it's going to be lower. we got to have the picks. It'll be lower score. Guys, yeah. the one thing we're not talking about that we have to talk about is our is our strength right now. Yeah. Yeah. The pike will cut through. Yeah. The, the the offensive and defensive line. And I think we have a huge advantage. Thank God he's that. not here. <laughs> That's where we have the biggest advantage. Oh, it is. When you guys agree. And it, it's the one place you want to have your strength right now. Yeah. With the injuries out on defense, listen. I would be shocked if we could not run the ball. Yeah. Even without running backs. I mean, our line is our strength. And well, you know, that if, if, they get that, if they get that good push, and to win in high school football, it's all based on your line. Line of scrimmage. And if we can go down there tomorrow and we control the line of scrimmage and we, we can get a good push, yeah. we win the game. Yeah. And, that's, and that's what it is. And when you've got some players out and you've got some younger kids in there, you know, I'm surprised that we don't talk about Blake uh, more than what we do because yeah. he's averaging 135 yards he a is, And that's the cool thing. The best thing we could hope for is, this is I want to paint this picture for you, fans. If we go down there and they come out like a nickel defense, scared oh. to death of the pass, oh, yeah. I'll just turn the TV off and go with one by 30. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, I just want to say that Blake Birchfield – is a stud, oh. and I think I've mentioned him a lot on the show, but I, I mean, I don't we, even we think, need to mention him more. You're yeah, right. I don't even but, think he's had his really big breakout game yet at running well, back. Well, you know, tomorrow, uh, you know, he's he, you know he, he gets his touches. You know, he's got his 10, 15, maybe touch 20 touches. But tomorrow, I really think that we pound the ball with him, 
And like I said, if he doesn't get 20 touches tomorrow, I would be super yeah. surprised because I really think that with the big game that we had last week with the quarterback and the receiver, I really think that we need to try to establish the run more because if they take that away and they only put seven guys in the box, I think that we can run all over yeah. them. Yeah. And our line the, is so good yeah. for, that that yeah. push is, you know. And for the people that don't know, uh, you know, there's some parents that, that aren't football parents listen. So the box is basically your line and linebackers, yeah. okay? And when you have eight and nine guys in it, you can throw better. Yes. Yeah. When you have less guys in it, you can run better. And and I think that, that we have such a great coaching staff. Play call also. Mm-hmm. Steve Johnson and Coach Mack do a great job play call wise on offense. But uh, I, yeah, I, I I think they're going to have to pick one or the other. Yeah. yeah. They're going to try and take the pass away or the run, and I'm just curious what they're going to try and do. All right, guys. Now let's get into our uh, X factors or you know players to watch in the game. So. Doug, I'll let you start this one if you don't care. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you let us know maybe one, two at the most of players to watch tomorrow. Okay, I'm going to give you uh, three. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm going to give you first the Pikeville Corners. Okay. They've been my keys to the game every single game. Uh, also, I'm going to give – I mean, if they come and they do their job – Shout out to Zach Rowe. Yeah. They'll hey, be ready tomorrow. A lot of them. Hey, and listen, there's I've seen our coaches do an awesome job too. The, they're plugging players in who, like, like it's like they knew that Jeb would do well last game, yeah. and he did. You know, they're they're using these guys, their strengths, yes. and that's what you should do, you know. Uh, so corners. Uh, I also think Landon Hammett, he, that's a key to the game. Yeah. He's a game changer when he shows up and plays. All yeah. right. Also, I think uh, really uh, I know they're going to have their eye on Blake. Yeah. yeah. So I think Isaac – has to show up. Okay. Yeah. The other running back, number 22. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coleman. Yeah. My X factor right now has got to be one of the other wide receivers, whether it yeah. be Brandon Lowe, yeah. whether it be Wade Hensley, whether it be uh, Jeb, like yeah. you mentioned. It's like one of those times where it's like, it's time, dude. Now's, yeah. your, now's when you got to pick it up. You've got three or four games under your belt. You're going up against a team that you are probably going to be favored to beat. Go out and show out. It's time. You, we have to have that other receiver. Zach can't have 388 yards receiving every single game. There's going to be teams we play that are going to do things schematically to make sure he doesn't have that. You have to have another receiver step up. Against a true zone, we wouldn't have thrown 17 times at him. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and also, Henry Clay did a terrible job. Their linebackers bit so hard on the run, flow-wise, yeah. that when Isaac would go one way, they would just follow him. Yeah. He'd throw back the other. And, and another thing, too, that we have to – we can't – Blake Birchfield is not six foot four, 250 no. pounds. He is not built to no. take that type of punishment no. getting 30 carries He, he is not Brent Coleman or yeah. Adrian. He's got – listen, this kid is kind of a – he can run up the middle, but he's better on the outside. Yeah. And it's not a knock on him. It's his body type right now. Mm-hmm. He's young, too. He's young. You don't want your sophomore yeah. guy taking yeah. 30 carries a game. Yeah. You just don't. You just don't want that. So we have to have another playmaker step up. And the good thing about us is we have those guys. They just have to show it. Yeah. Game. I really think we got three or four guys, even now with the players injured, that could run the ball. And one more. And I just mentioned him. Zach Rowe. He yeah. is a senior. Yeah. 
uh, what's his name? Logan Reed is yeah. out tomorrow. He's got to play He's good. got yeah. to step up at that cornerback yeah. position and be a leader and communicate yeah. like me and Weston were talking uh, All of yeah. us were talking Zach, about. Zach needs to have a big game. Yeah. He does. Got to have him have a big game. And I actually think this is a game where he could. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think this is geared towards him. Yeah. Well, I think, all right, so in my opinion, I feel like if we can if we can eliminate the big plays yeah. and we can get them into third and long situations, uh, I think that's a huge key. But for me and what I saw on film from them, if we can get our if we can get our defensive ends and our linebackers to stay at home and correctly read that quarterback read, yeah. I think I think that's the, I think that's the decider right there. Do you think Belfry has helped us in that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that's the, the, I think they're ready. for Well, that. the good yeah. the good thing about playing Belfry and the offense that they run now versus when they used to run the wishbone is now they have two wings, mm-hmm. and they try to extend those plays out to the sideline so they can get their players you know in space. And if we can extend that out and use the sideline as our friend, yeah. and we can correctly stay at home and stay and flow correctly and come up and fill those lanes. I mean, I think our linebackers is the most important thing in this game tomorrow by filling the lanes by that quarterback. So the guys that really you're asking to step up tomorrow is going to be guys like Grant Scott that a lot of people have been talking about who's been playing pretty good. It's going to be guys like Josh Taylor, Luke Ray, Ray, uh, Devin DeRossett. Hopefully... God, Nate plays tomorrow. We need that. But Luke has listen. When Luke has been called on, he's done a good job. Yeah, he's done. I've seen him pop in there like racing. You know, play great, play here or there. You know, that could be a big X factor. Yeah. Well, you know, the the thing about it is, is like, all right, so we're in week five. Normally, we're playing, you know, Belfry in a normal week five or this and that. And it's a lot different now. So now that we've got people that are injured and we have younger guys that are stepping up, yeah. it's a lot different now than it would be in the past because, you know, normally they would be stepping up and they'd get their first game experience yeah. against one of our district opponents or somebody around here. Yes. Now you are stepping up in your first game <clears throat> against a 6A school, a big school, that are going to come ready to play. With not a ton of reps. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, feel, yeah. I feel like if those kids – uh, can get the pre, you know pregame, uh, early game jitters out of the way, yeah, and yeah. get them a good pop in or something. I think we have a better. Uh, uh, also, I'm not going to be surprised if we're down maybe. Yeah. In the first, second quarter. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I we got a lot of guys out. You, you're gonna, you're asking Sully to teach on defense yeah. in a game situation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got to treat it like practice, sort of. You know, yeah. like you, you're talking to him every play. You know, or every other. You know, when they come off the field, and he's got to coach them up. You know, so yeah. I and mean, I think he does a great job. He does an excellent so, job. I, I'm not I, I, I feel like that if we – all right, so if if we do by chance get down a little bit early tomorrow or this and that, or we have some problems with the new kids stepping in and filling mm-hmm. the roles, yeah. I think that's good for us it because it really shows what we're made of and shows us that – where we're at as yeah. a team, and if we can step in and we can play those close games and we can yeah. give it all that we have, I really feel like this is the win or lose tomorrow. I think this is great yeah. experience and for I, us. You got it. I was very proud last game having that adversity, all those that injury, yes. you know, and then seeing them at halftime, then coming out and fighting back like that. Yeah. That's a good quality, yes. and I we got big play fight. possibility. Mm-hmm. And now, I've said this before: these guys are are big play guys. They thrive on it. Yeah. So that, I'm looking forward to it. Well, the thing that I'm looking forward to seeing is, like Weston said, we haven't really blown anybody no. out. I know Raysom was 28 to, 7, 28 to 7 or whatever. We had problems on offense that game. Against Belfry, it's Belfry. 
It's but, fourteen, you know. Yeah, but look, look, Jr. And I've I've seen both ways. Yeah, I was on teams where we had a pitiful district, yeah. and we would beat people eighty-seven to nothing, and I'd get to play one half of football. Every mm-hmm. starter would get to play one half the mm-hmm. whole season. And by the time playoffs come, and you're in a dog fight, yeah, you're not conditioned to play a whole game. Yeah, and what are you going to be beat beat somebody 170 to nothing? No, you yeah. can't do that. And, and, so, that, and that's where your you know that's yeah. where your practice comes into yeah. play. Yeah, and it does. Hey, listen, we have brutal practices, but I love it this way. Yeah. I'd rather play a tough game every single week mm-hmm. and be just like this. And, well, and I think Max kind of found the magic formula. Well, a lot of people don't remember this, but uh, my sophomore year in 2003, right? We started out one and four. Yeah. Okay, that we got beat. We went down to Hazard. We yeah. got beat. We got beat by Belfry. Lawrence County beat us in the uh, uh, Lawrence County beat us in the Pike County. Bowl. There's been a few you know, years like that. We too. started yeah. one and four, right? And then when you hit those games, the last five games where you're playing people that's not really up to the competition, and your starters only get to play a half of football. That's why those practices are so important. Critical. Because when yeah. you're playing two quarters of football yeah. and that's it for five straight weeks, yeah. you got to get some of that extra work in. And the it fact that old. we're playing, yeah, the yeah. fact that we're playing up in competition, I think will really benefit us come November and December. Yeah, and. You know, the good news is is that with all these tough games we've been playing, what you know, you said you all were one and four. We're winning these games. Yes, yes. yes. And it, I heard, you know, I God, I hate to use LeBron James uh, references on here, but after they won last night, he, he one of his comments was, you know, it's actually easier for us to break down film of a win than it is for a loss because now we can look at this and say, all right, we gotta we gotta patch this up so we can be ready for you know something else coming on down the line, and it's easier for the you know kids to, to have that confidence yeah. as well after a win, saying, hey, we can actually do this. We just gotta fix some stuff, and we'll be just fine. We can beat anybody we play. So I mean, that's well, you that's, know, see, like, so so I've got a ten year old right at that uh, that place at Paintsville. So I take him basically to practice every day, and I watch their practice. So I get a good I get a good chance to watch Paintsville's high school team every day practice. And I can tell you this: we are not alone in the injury factor. There's a lot of people that are out for a lot of Class A teams right now, and Paintsville is actually playing up. You know, they got Perry Central this weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're a four or five A school. So, you know, I feel like that these big games that we're having right now and the schedule that we have in the second half will really benefit us, with, you know, come you know come playoff time. Yeah, well, and you're going to see a lot of class. It doesn't surprise me, but I think that's the first. I think we're on step three, yes. and they're kind of on step two because here's the thing. we fig- With the playoff system we have, yeah. you have to play up. Yeah. And listen, we're at a disadvantage. You beat Henry Clay, who wants to play you? Yeah. Not, yeah. You know, I mean – there's not going to be people well, that, pounding the doors down to come play. That has to change in the future. And, you know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The RPI system, how it is set up now, hurts us hurts in, us. The, in the manner of if you are if you are a – all right, so if you're a 1A team and you go and you beat a 4A team, you get you get all the recognition and all yeah. the points. But if you are a higher class team yeah. and you get beat by a 1A team, yeah. you might as well just go ahead and say that you're going to have a hard way yeah. all the way through the playoffs because – just not gonna, you're not going to get it. And, and I, I think that that yeah, RPI I, system is just – it's difficult I, for Class A teams. It is. It yeah. is. Now, if you're not one of the elite Class A's, you're fine. Yes. They'll play you. Yes. But those elite, those four or five schools, they don't want to play you. And I battled this in college. Yeah. At Marshall, we saw this all the time. Yeah. You would either have to play Georgia or Tennessee or, like, Florida. Yeah. Because the, the middle of the pack didn't want to play you when you're a mid-major. 
Yeah. Even in the SEC, because if they won, they were supposed to. Yeah. If they got beat, it's a huge upset, even yeah. though it wasn't. That's so, right. I mean, it, it's it's terrible. Well, that's one thing that has to change in the future, in my opinion, because if you're a 3 or 4A school, okay, there is a difference between playing somebody who won five games last year and there's a difference between playing somebody that's Class A that went 14-0 and won the yeah, state championship. Exactly. And the fact of the matter is is that if you go and you get beat by somebody that's uh, that's – uh, that won five games last year, or if you get beat by us that won the state championship last year, it's the same amount of points. And they have to change that, and if they don't, then it's going to be really hard for us to get really good teams to play us in the future. Well, guys, it's getting to that point where you got to make our picks. But I don't I know. We could keep talking for hours. Well, I think we? we could. I don't know. But well, this is pregame. we got to listen. You know what? Everybody's going to get mad. They're, listen, we got them to Sawyersville, basically, yeah. tomorrow, yeah. right here, on this record. There you go. <laughs> Not to mention there's 22 other episodes, if That's you want right. to listen to those. Oh, there you go. Goodness, You've got plenty yeah. of stuff to listen I'm, to. I mean, I'm so happy to hear people that are binge-listening binge to Oh, man, I get comments all the time. It's cool. People I never thought would listen to this are listening to Yeah, it. yeah. I, I do want to say one thing, okay? So, I listened. I wasn't able to be here, and I listened to that last podcast with Kevin McAnallen, right? And Zach. Walker. And Zach. Yeah, yeah. And that was one of the best ones that I had ever heard because if there's anybody that <laughs> has literally had a hand in almost every good player yeah. that's come through Pikeville High School history, it is Kevin McAnallen. I agree. Yeah. And, the fact and Heath wasn't here. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that he can basically, you know, a lot of kids, I mean, at least the kids that I grew up with, you know, you know, I, I, got to, I was fortunate enough to play for Kevin for two years, right, and got to play, play on the Packers. And you really, he's really your first person that really teaches yeah. you how to play football. He is. Yeah. And I think that he does not get as much credit as he should. He doesn't. Because he, doesn't. he literally, that's a good thing about our program. We run the same systems from when we're in fourth and fifth and sixth grade as we do when we're in high school. And if it wasn't for people like Kevin, then the kids, because normally at other schools when you're getting kids in junior high and uh, freshmen and sophomores, you're teaching them techniques, you're teaching them the system, you're teaching them all this stuff that we don't have to because by the time they get to the point where they're an eighth grade freshman or sophomore, they know it. Yeah. And if not for people like Kevin, I don't think that we would uh, have had the had the success that we have had in the past. I've said it many times on here. Uh, <clears throat> Kevin McAnallen uh, coached me in the funnest year of football I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And also, you know, awesome. you know something critical he does too. Well, and he's done this to me. That first year when I came out, when Isaac and McNamee and them were in yeah. them, he goes, you're, you're being too serious. you got to <laughs> back it off. I was like, what are you talking about? He, I, you know, he's one of those guys that, see, I wasn't a Packer. I was a yeah. Redskin. We used to whip him a little bit. <laughs> All right? But then they whipped us a little bit. So yeah. when I look at him even today, it's so weird. I revert to my fourth grade self, and I'm like, yeah. And I was like, that's okay, it's Kevin, he's a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the thing, the thing about it is with Kevin is that, you know, every year that I played for the Packers, we weren't the best team. Yeah. We were not the best team. But by the time we yeah. got to the playoffs, he had us in such a good group yeah. because he teaches technique. Yeah. He teaches teamwork. He teaches the game in a very yeah. simple manner to put you in a position well, to win. You know, and, and he came from that Hillard Howard uh, coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's what you're going to know if you play for somebody that played for Hillard Howard. You're going to know how to block. Yes. You're going to know how to tackle. That's right. And you're going to know how to play defense. Mm-hmm. And, and what I've noticed in the historically in Pikeville, we always got quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, okay? But it's the other guys. Mm-hmm. It's that 
critical line, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, and linebackers, okay? That's what wins the state titles. We, yeah, we always, the thing about it is, and, we, and full circle with this and the game tomorrow and everything else, Pikeville High School is always going to have the good, skilled athlete yeah. players. But the fact now that we mix in five, six, seven great linemen yeah. that are not even seniors, yeah. that gives us such a better advantage going oh. into these games because you could put any one of the skilled guys back there and they're going to get three or four yeah. or five yards a pop because how good our linemen are. JR, you've heard me say it a million times. When we have great offensive linemen, we win state titles. Exactly. I mean, and, and even last year, I mean, maybe like their size – would blow you away, but just how technically Man, sound they, they are. They're, they're and, sound. And, and you know, downfield blocking, I mean, just everything you saw from those guys was just what what yeah. you needed on that team to win. Also, you took a bunch of young guys, and honestly, our offensive line coaches, I, I, you know who, and I, I always love watching these guys, you know who's coaching hard, how they move out there, oh, like yeah. when in practice. They're the most busy dudes on the whole field. You, I love our offensive line coaches. And, yeah, I'm a quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I don't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I can tell they're coaching the heck out of those kids. For yeah, sure. they are. I mean, that's, like I said before, that's what wins football games yeah. in high school. If you, can, if you can control the line of scrimmage and you can get a good push, you're going to win football games, yeah. period. Yeah. And like you – I mean, we've said it a hundred times. I mean, Weston, my brother's been preaching this to me. Uh, don't even. Blocks. Oh, here we go. and tackling win – Football games, right? Not the highlight plays on the ESPN. I personally think whoever like scores me the most touchdowns wins football oh, games, but that's just, just me. Freaking cool. Listen, <laughs> as, as, as good as our offense is, I really think that what has impressed me most, and we've kind of touched on it, is how well our secondary and our outside linebackers, yeah. how well they tackle in open field one on one. Because if you can't do that, at least if you can get. At least if you can get a hand or a, or something, a body on a guy for the rest of your team that's coming up, yeah. I feel like we are way we're way far ahead of yeah. where we need to be. And another that. thing that corners get blamed for. A lot of times our, our corners will turn plays in and our linebackers aren't fast enough to get out that's right. to make the tackle. Well, yeah. you know, it, so it's, it's it, a team effort, I, man. I, think, I think that almost your, your, your secondary, your corners and your safeties, in my opinion, have to be some of your best tacklers because it in is, open field. It is so, yeah. so hard to make a one-on-one tackle in open field yeah. when this guy, when whoever's got the ball is coming full speed at you trying to make that one move in open space. If they have athletic ability, it's very hard. Oh, yes. So, very hard. I have to do this because he's going to kill me. <laughs> okay. So, I forgot to mention at the, at the beginning of the show that my idiot brother is not here. He had to go to work. For the second straight time. Well, they know he's not and here. And it's be the funnest time ever when he's not here. Are yeah. you kidding me? Well, I have to, or he'll be like, oh, you didn't include me. So, guys, can we all say one good thing about my brother before we okay. leave the podcast? I'll tell you this. Let me tell you his dedication to the football. For real. Nobody's going to know about it. It's not going to be in record books. Nobody's going to talk about it. The guy last night broke down every Little League play I needed. And I, as we know, oh, we're going to start doing the Little League segment, too. Yeah. Like for five minutes. We're coaching the Maroon team this year. He broke down every blocking scheme with Corbin, too. Yeah. And taught him. And I remember he, he goes, he texted me last night. He goes, Corbin just said this is a lineman's dream offense. And I was like, well, we have the biggest line in Little League. Yep. So I'm going to run what I know. 
Yeah. And yeah. I, it's the Hillard Howard jam right there. Yeah. I could do that in my well, that's, sleep. Well, that, that's right a good now. thing. You, you have you have people that uh, know what they're talking about. Yeah. Teaching these younger kids, and you yeah. know, if 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 you can get them to understand, you know, a stretch block or double yeah. teaming or ceiling yeah. or god blocks or yeah. anything like it's that, it's a step further than what them, most kids are learning. Exactly. If yeah. you if you can get like you know at this at this age group, you know, the little league age group. They're really just trying yeah. to get kids to keep their head up and not yeah. break their neck. And now if you can get fourth and fifth graders yeah. to understand the game of football and what they're doing, I think it's great. It's and critical. the fact that we yeah. have people like Heath that yeah. understand football, that can teach that, it just and, benefits and, us so much. And that's yeah. my point. A lot of people don't know. And sometimes, and I'll tell you, I'm like this too. I don't got a lot of friends out there. Sometimes I make people mad. All right? He's like that too. Mm-hmm. But if you knew how much that kid... Heath cared about the children of Pottwell. Yes. And cared about Pottwell football. You, you, you'd you never say another word. Negative or wouldn't you do this different or whatever. It comes from the heart. That dude has woke me up at midnight some nights. I'm like, I've got a critical business meeting at 8 a.m. Why are you texting me at 1240? <laughs> and he's like, I just really worry about this blocking. And I'm like, yeah. Heath. Yeah. Well, so you know, it the, comes from the best place, man. Yeah. They I'm have the, the the thing that's always impressed me about the defenses that Pikeville puts on the field every year is that even though it's changed a little bit because our linebackers have become supreme athletes now, but yeah. back in the day, you could take an average linebacker that played for Pikeville and put them out on the field and they could make great plays yeah. because they understood Guards pulling yeah. and the reads, and if you yeah. can read, if you can, you can play linebacker for us. If you understand the reads on the football, if you see, and you know, you try and teach. When you see a guard pulling, it's not a pass. You know, it's like exactly. it's the little tricks. It's like cheat codes in football. Yeah, and you know, I think in little league we've got some of the, you know, he's included. I feel uh, actually not that great of a coach. He's has way more experience. But I do know this, I delegate for sure. You know, I'm like a real college coach. I don't do nothing. I just get do the blocking. Listen, I teach my quarterback to throw. When I saw yeah, when, it's I, good. when I saw those rosters and I saw people like you and I saw people like our defensive coordinator Paul Sullivan yeah. being a coach in yeah, Little League yeah. and then our head coach in junior high being a coach in Little League, this is what we want. Yeah. This is what we want because all these guys understand football and the and the thing that people do not understand about Pikeville is that we put our kids in a position that every single kid gets taught every practice and they all get an opportunity to show what they've got and a lot of schools don't do that they Mm -hmm. you know this is my this is why I rail against travel teams Mm -hmm. you cannot pick 12 guys no matter what sport yes Mm -hmm. basketball football you can't pick 10 or 12 guys and go, this is going to be our high school team yeah. 10 years from now. That's right. Because you're not that smart. Nobody is. That's right. Yeah. Including me. you got to develop everybody. That's right. And like you know Kevin what? said on the show yeah. last week. Some of our best players in the history of Pikeville yes. weren't even good in junior high. That's right. They just weren't. Yeah. I'm being honest. Well, you have, and honestly, the guys that were awesome in Little League never even played That's in right. high school. You've got kids that, and and I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the Little League program at Pikeville. Because, you know, just like you said there, Doug, there's kids that could have a growth spurt when they're in fifth grade and be the biggest kid on the team and never grow. You could, and this is the most important thing, and you kind of touched on it with the travel ball team. If I am in third or fourth and fifth grade, 
and I do not get selected on a travel team because I might not be where I need to be physically or I might not be the fastest or I haven't yeah. developed into being, you know, a, a young adult yet, that might push me to not even want to play. Yeah. And the fact that we give all the kids an opportunity yeah. to get out there and develop exactly. them, no matter if they're the best player or, you know, the worst yeah. player or whatever it may be, I think that is so huge. And in today's, you know, world where they yeah. have all the travel teams and everything else, I really think that we have the advantage there because we have kids that that play that might step away if they don't get selected to You're something right. like You're that. Right. Yeah. There's some even that young it, it's it's tough, man, and that that's why I don't really like all stars and stuff like that. Uh, it, it's just hard to uh, deal with that stuff. We got to remember they're nine and ten, yeah, and 11, yeah. 12 I mean, years old. man, they're little kids. So you know what I love, and I, I love I get it every year, and I loved it about my little league team. Mark Wheeler was the greatest little league coach <laughs> yes. ever. He would I go, imagine. I don't care who you are. I don't care who your parents are. Mm-hmm. If you will hit someone, you can play for my team. That's right. <laughs> and to this day, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Yeah, well, exactly. It. And, you know, going back real quick to Bub, um, without him, we don't have this. No, I know. He kind of started him, this whole jam. You know, I woke up one day, and he was like, all right, you got to come out to the truck with me. Is I he said, getting power hungry, though? I think a little, maybe. Yeah, he's, 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 he's getting power hungry. He, he's always been power hungry. I know, hungry. it's okay, though. But he calls me up. He said, you need to come out the truck. It's right during COVID and all that stuff. And I was like, uh, what the heck's going on? <laughs> I come up there and sit down. He's like, all right, we're getting ready to start our own Is podcast. that when you wadded the bag up? Because I've heard so many people go, can JR not eat a sandwich during the podcast? Oh, that was the Belfry pregame. <laughs> all right? And I hadn't had anything to eat all day. So. You hear it like, it's like you stood right over the phone like crunched a bag. Right well, over I tried to just to, you know, make everybody mad. That's what it was. Okay, but, okay. He calls me out there, and he's like, you know, we're going to start a Pikeville High School podcast. And I was like, okay, you know, what are we talking about? Then he's like, oh, we're going to talk about last year's team. That's going to be our first episode. And we went through all that stuff, and he's like, all right, we're doing it every single week. Oh, I love it. What else do – how many times have we been out on this porch now? Yeah. It's turned into the coolest place in the world. We usually, like, sometimes we have cookouts and, like, eat and stuff. And then we already had plans to put you in it. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, we've coached together and everything. Dude, I was else. a dedicated yeah. listener. I, I still miss the howdies all the time. Oh, oh that was that was uh, another show. Yeah, yeah this was, show but sucks. I miss but you know, yeah. we'll let that still, go. Yeah. But uh, oh, well, fine then, Doug. Howdy! 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 Heck you want. There you go. Well, as much as we love Heath, we need to get to the pigs. Yeah, That's the most important thing. Heath, I hope you feel better. Yeah, he's on a train you. right now doing his job. Fine, bub, we did it for you, but See, we got to get go. on with the show. That's right. All right, Campbell County, four-hour drive, Woo. no Carson Wright, Woo. maybe no Nate Collins, Woo. no Alex Rogers, no Alex Rogers, no Logan Reed. Got a lot of people out. Oh God! Okay. But Doug, I'm gonna let you start. <laughs> All right, mine's very simple. As I said from the very start of this whole season. As we remember, yeah. undefeated season, state title. Okay. Including this game. What, what? Why I believe that, I've seen film. I also saw lost, uh, the last game, and it kind of scared me a little at halftime. I, I really was. The momentum was not in our favor against mm-hmm. Henry Clay at halftime. What impressed me was how they overcame that. Yeah. So I'm going to hop. That is the second biggest school in Kentucky. That, and it is a tradition-rich school. Okay? Yeah. 
it's not your grandfather's Henry Clay right now. Yeah. But it that school dominated yes. for 40 or 50 years. Yeah. This, I feel good about this game. And I honestly feel good about our younger players who are going to play. Yeah. yeah. I think they're going to step up. I think they're up for it. I think they've been waiting on a chance. Yeah. Right, I really score. do. Score, Pikeville, 31. Campbell, 14. 31-14. Weston? Well, you know, like Doug said, I, I feel like uh, uh, I feel like Coach Sullivan and Coach Mack and all those guys out there, I think that because, like we said, because of the Little League, because of the junior high, because of how well we develop these kids, next man up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And yep. I really feel like this is a uh, this is a big opportunity, and I think this is a this is really going to show us where we're at and what we have on our team and our depth. So, um, like I said, if we if we can, so since we have some of these kids out. I think that if we can keep the ball and we can stay on offense and we can establish the run and we can get those get those uh, uh, three, four, five yard plays and keep drives going, I think that we go in there and, and we get a win. And um, I'm going to say uh, final score: Pikeville 35, Campbell County 21. And I think it's going to be a very, very, very physical football game tomorrow. I agree with that. I, I do. It, I think it could go different. Couple different ways. We're we're in that weird twilight zone. Oh yeah, kind of worse than last week. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Here's here's what I think is going to happen. You got a four hour drive. You got a bunch of young kids. They're going to get up there. We're not going to start out the prettiest. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I do not expect us to come out and just guns a blazing. Could be wrong. We'll be happy to be wrong. But. It might take us a little bit to get into the game. They may score on us first. Yeah, man. They may get in there first. But listen, guys, when you got Isaac McNamee, you got a leader like that. When you've got QB one like that we have, and you've got Blake Birchfield, and you've got Zach Lockhart, and then you got guys on defense like Landon Hammock and Josh Taylor. You got playmakers. You got you've playmakers. got guys all over all the field. All over the field. Even <clears throat> with our injuries. Even if Nate Collins doesn't yeah, play. Yeah. That being said, I'm going to go Pikeville, 42, Campbell County, 28. Ooh, okay. I like that. And you know it's something a, he touched but on? I will say this. Yeah. They score a touchdown on our JV. I will say this. I think we're going to have a tough time first half. I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not promising it. I'm just saying I could see how that would work. They're going to be fired up. This is their – they won one game. Yeah. Henry Clay didn't win any. You saw how fired up they were. Listen, yeah. this team ain't going to roll over for you. No. Okay. But uh, something that makes me even feel better, something Weston said, the program, like junior high, little league, stuff like that, I can promise you this, okay, even though you might see guys you didn't see out there on offense or defense, right, they probably started in the junior high team. Yep. Probably a starter. Yeah. Probably have scored. Probably have made awesome tackles. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. This the, the trick to it, and a lot of people don't know this. The difference between little league, junior high, high school, and college, the jump between high school and college is huge. Is speed. Yep. It's the same game. It's just way faster. Yep. So once these guys get a uh, speedometer, if you will, of that game, they'll be just fine. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. All right, guys, we're going to call it an episode. Oh, hold on one more. Did he give up? I don't know. Did he give up? Did he give up? He didn't give me anything out of oh. service. 
You know what? You can get mad at him. I'm mad. Yeah, he didn't give me nothing. But to be fair, we didn't even know if we was going to be able to do the show today. Yeah, that's true. But But since somebody always picks us to lose, I'm going to be Heath for a minute. Okay. Heath is going to go. We went up front, but our skill players won't show up. No, they won't. They won't do their job. So I'm picking Campbell County. I'm just smoke my cigarette and stand way back so nobody can hear me. Uh, and, and just so everybody knows, and I know this is way out in left field, but because I know it's going to happen, and I told Jr. last night on his post, for everybody who's wondering about it, Lakers in four games. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna, they're going to go in four games. I think Heat in six, but it's okay. I, I think, think they learned their lesson. I think LeBron has got but, a great opportunity. Yeah. But... I'm going to go. I'm, hold on. I got it in my heath. You're crazy, Doug. Yeah. Campbell County is going to win by two touchdowns. That's Heath. I think Heath is going to pick Campbell by two touchdowns. All right. And also, good thing you stopped me, Weston. Let's talk about one more thing. We're done. Wear your masks. Yes. Wear your masks. Hey, Wear this game's mask. different. you got to take that sheet of paper. Uh, yeah. They put that on the uh, booster thread. Yeah. There's a sheet of paper. If you're going to that game, and you don't show up with it filled out, you ain't getting in, guys. And it's like, have you had chills? Have you had a fever? You got to get that paper. Yeah, okay? 100%. Make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you socially distance. Make sure you do everything. If you are sick in any way, do not go to this go. game. Stay at the house. I'm pretty sure we can get it online. They somewhere. have a, yeah. they, I saw it today. There, If you don't want to pay the $10 or whatever to get it live streamed, yeah. I'm pretty sure Campbell County has a website where they will be streaming the game yeah. for free. Also, okay. if you're in Pikeville and you can't watch the game, come to my house. I'm going to have it on the big screen. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. hey. Yeah. Party on the precipice porch. There you go. Yes, the precipice. Also, I want to throw this in there because, I, I, you know, Coach Mack mentioned it. <coughs> Listen, guys. It's Pikeville High School. It's academic excellence. Make sure you are doing your work in school. Yes. You cannot play football. You Listen, won't. You won't. you won't play football. You won't play any sport. Do your schoolwork, okay? You They will not let you play. This is how it's been for 100 years. Yep. I'm proud of it. You know what? <clears throat> if you're ineligible this week, learn your lesson. That's yeah, right. at, at, listen, real quick. How do you think a college coach is going to uh, yeah. you know, feel if he comes down here and watch you and he's like, oh, he's not playing? Why? Is he injured? No, yeah. great. Hey, he's uh, going to be like, well, that's a problem A right college there. coach? Do a your high work. school coach. Yeah. If a high school coach can't depend on you to make grades, yeah. how are you going to play? Exactly. You don't want to have to wonder if you've got a starter out. Yep. Yeah. You know? There you go, guys. All right, guys. We're going to call tonight. Check it out tonight. J.R. Robinson on Facebook. I'll have it posted. Or Old Junior 3443 on Instagram. Doug will post it on Twitter. Oh, we're posting it tomorrow, though, right? Yeah, we're yeah, posting it'll it. Be tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Doug will post it on Twitter tomorrow. You will have your ride to Campbell County Field with us talking all about this game. Weston yeah. gave you who their most... <laughs> Gave you everything about Campbell. It's awesome, man. You don't go listen to Heath. <laughs> you don't have to listen to my brother. Uh, at all. I'm allowed to say it's okay. Yeah. Everybody be safe on the drive. Yes, yeah. 100%. Leave early so you don't have to speed. And I really wouldn't go down that double A, man. A lot of people are going down the double A highway. Yeah. I hate that road. And the game is at 6.30, not 7.30. Yeah. It will be at yeah. 6.30, all right? So make sure you get down there in plenty enough time because you try to show up at 7.30. Yeah. Like also, treat it like Lexington. Yeah. Go down there. We're playing a football game. Come back home. Yeah. Do that. Let's not let COVID enter right. into this That's equation. Right. 100%. So, guys, 
excellent episode. Thank you guys. And at the end of the day, hell pikeful. All right, guys, yet again, we got another interview with the head honcho in charge, Mr. Chris McNamee. Coach, how you doing today? Doing good. Doing real good. Now, Coach, last week was <laughs> up and down. Maybe was the best way to put it. Uh, we started out kind of, you know, against Henry Clay. We started out kind of fast, and then they kind of uh, caught up with us a little bit. Uh, can you tell us, you know, what kind of happened to kind of change the momentum in that game and, and all that stuff to help us win against Henry Clay? Well, I think early, you know, we, we took that first drive and went down and scored, and then they immediately turned it over again for us. Um, and we were able to hit on a big play right after that. And then, you know, then we just we gave up a couple big plays and uh, we're in a fight there at halftime. And I really thought at halftime, I thought they had the momentum. And, uh, you know, our guys were kind of spent. We were a little yeah. bit tired. And, it didn't look good, but you know they found it in, in themselves to come out and fight the second half. And I think we may have had another turnover in the second half. Uh, Landon caused a fumble there, and um, but we're able to pull out the win. I'm proud of our guys. I know Coach Sutherland was down, but it was tough going into that game because we had no idea. They had a new yeah. offense coordinator, new head coach. Really short had week. no idea. Yes. Yeah, short yeah. week. Found out Tuesday we were playing. Really didn't have much of an idea of what they were going to run offensively. Too big, some defensive stops though. You know, yeah. I know defense had a little trouble just just adjusting, but uh, some huge stops when we needed them. Yeah, I thought yeah. so. A couple fourth down stops that uh, really helped us. Uh, Coach Zach Lockhart. I mean, we got to ask the question. <laughs> you know, uh, did it tickle you to death to see him do that? I mean, that was just you don't see that every day. No, you just don't. no, yeah, and I'm I'm happy for Zach, and he put in a lot of work this summer, and. Uh, you know, broke his ankle in basketball season, worked hard to get back. And uh, him and Isaac have, have been at it, uh, out here throwing all summer. And um, he just, he's a heck of a player. He, he wants to win and he's a competitor. And you like to see that in, in those guys. And, you know, it was just one of those nights that, you know, for some, whatever reason, you know, sometimes they were, they had uh, good coverage on him and he made outstanding catches. A couple of times he was just, wide open for some reason but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was I, i'll tell you you know and, and i'll tell you he, he just you know when you man that kid up he's a hard one to stop yes. i mean he's got talent and quickness i've seen him in practice just make some amazing catches mm -hmm. uh, you know ricochets and diving and laying out i mean he's an athlete yeah. for sure. well the thing that i thought that was uh very important was you know the the, the slants and the skinny post with the uh uh you know, the short 10, 12-yard passes, the things that he did after he yeah. caught the ball. Uh, you know, Yards after in, catch. Getting yeah. him in space and stuff was, uh, uh, I thought was important. And the the, uh, the connection that him and Isaac have, um, I think it's great what they've done. You know, they're in the same grade. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the sky, you know, the sky's the limit with those yeah. two. You know, I was very impressed. Yeah. 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 And a lot of fans don't realize a lot of those are reads. Yes. Uh, yeah. Whether you do a skinny post or slant, you know, depending on where the defense lines up. Well, it's I really was, good communication. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised at how, uh, on a couple of the long touchdown passes, you know, they were they were 10 yards and uh, uh, just his breakaway speed that he had yeah. once he got the football, he was just running away from people. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I was super impressed with uh, uh, what he did on Friday night. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, coach, so moving on, we're playing Campbell County this week. A lot of people didn't even know that that was a school, to be yeah. honest with you. But, you know, we got to go into this game. I know they're 6A. You know, two 6A schools back-to-back, -back, you know, that's not easy for a 1A school. 
So what have you, uh, you know, been preaching to the boys this week, and, and, and are they ready to go, you think? Well, I think they're ready to go. I think our guys are always ready to go. But, you know, you mentioned two six days back-to-back, and then on top of that, Belfry was the week before that. Yeah. So you have a physical 3A team in Belfry, and and then, uh, you know, and I know that Henry Clay hadn't won a game last year, but they are a physical football team. Extreme. And uh, a lot of talent there. So we've come out of there those two weeks a little bit banged up. Um, obviously, you know, we lost Carson towards ACL again, so he'll be done uh, for the rest of this year. And, uh, you know, Nate Collins got banged up. And, with you know, Logan Reed jammed his back up a little bit. So we've, we've got a lot of guys that, that won't be playing tomorrow night. And, uh, and that's not good for us just because, like you said, it's a 6A school. they got a lot of kids. A lot of them don't go both ways. Um, and most of ours have to. So, uh, but I, th- I think our kids are, are excited for the challenge. We talk about, you know, whoever's on the field. It, you know, it's your it's your time to shine and you know play your guts out, play with great effort. And then if you need a break, get out. We've got a guy that will come in and, and try just as hard. So that's what we need to get out of these guys early. It's just great. Effort. And a lot of times these are situations where if you're one of those guys backing up or something like that, this this is a great situation. Step up and show. Exactly, you know what you can do. You know, it's you can't ask for a better opportunity as an individual to be part of, you know, the greater defense out there or offense. Uh, you know, so and I think we're pretty deep. I, I think yeah. it's, I think we're, we're going to step up just fine. Yeah, I think we'll be just fine. But uh, you know, have you seen anything on Campbell County that you really think that, you know, that they're going to be that they are a good team like Henry Clay was, or are we going to see the kind of like the same thing or? No, they're uh, they don't have the size that Henry Clay had, but but what I really like about them is they play they play extremely hard. Uh, defensively, get a lot of people to the football. You can tell they're really well coached because they're really disciplined, sound, and everything that they do. Um, and you know, and they've got they've got a quarterback who can run it, who can throw it. Got a couple of kids, uh, you know, good sized running backs, a couple of receivers they can throw it to, and then for us. Offensively, you know, is, is that their line is going to be? I think, you know, size-wise, we've got them, but speed-wise, their defensive front, um, they got some really fast kids up there, and they're moving, you know, every play. They're slanting and bringing somebody off the edge, or bringing somebody at the middle. So our guys have got to be ready. You yeah. can tell they're very well coached mm-hmm. um, on on film. Just yes. I watch one quarter of them, and yep. you can tell they're they're in, in a way better than Henry Clay, mm-hmm. uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you know, that's something that. that was definitely yeah. difficult. Yeah, 100%. You know, last week, Coach, just to touch on this, too, I just want to tell you that Isaac played a terrific game, too. Yes. I know Zach, you know, had, you know, the record-breaking game, but Isaac had a wonderful game, too. Seven touchdowns, 419 yards. Looks like he made some throws out there that mean – Yeah, the two, the two that were uh, – when Zach had one foot in, yeah. running out th- – those throws are extremely hard to make. Oh, yes. Um, and, I mean, it was just – Right there. Yeah. I mean, you can tell their timing is getting yeah. better. That's progressing faster than I thought it would even. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I think a lot of Isaacs, too, is like you mentioned earlier on a lot of those reads that, you know, those, back, those backs running full speed, our line showing stuff up front. So it's a total team effort. And, and those two had a good night of Friday. And, and hopefully somebody will step up this week and, uh, and have a big night for us, too. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Coach, can you tell us? Um, that next week we've got Hazard. Have you talked to anybody? Or yeah, next week we've got Hazard. Phelps. 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 Sorry, week, yeah. sorry. Next week we've got Phelps. 
have you been able to get in contact with anybody about another game or anything like that? Well, no, not for the 23rd or the 30th day uh, yet. And, you know, at one time I was really – I wanted to I wanted to have nine games. I wanted the kids to play nine. But, you know, it's kind of banged up as we are right now. Um, we still want to find at least one game. But uh, we're going to be a little more selective in, in who we play. We're, I don't know if we're going to play a 6A team or a, yeah. or a physical 5 or 4A team just because – but we need to be healthy going in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. So, hundred yeah, percent. As good as those games are to get for yeah. our RPI and for our team to get yeah. better, they do take a, a toll you yeah. know, on a small school. Yeah. Uh, you just can't help it. And they probably got banged up just as much as we did, but they got way more players. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's obvious from you know the uh, the schedule that we have and the other yeah. Class A teams that uh, I think it's super important. And like we've always done, I feel like we've always scheduled really good teams, you know, yeah. at the beginning of the season to kind of get our feet wet. So by the time we get to our, you know, get the playoffs, we're rolling. And, I mean, from what I've seen, uh, RPI-wise and everything else, I don't think there's many Class A teams that uh, that match us um, with what's going on. Uh, sure. But I had a question, though. They, um, uh, From what I saw on film, the, the little kid and the uh, Preston Agee, I believe, mm-hmm. um, they're both playing quarterback, uh, I believe. Um, have the kids gone over, have you all gone over anything to defend those two different quarterbacks, or are you just kind of focusing on Little? Or Yeah, Little will probably be, uh, you know, we, we feel like, you know, he, he's played more than 11, the agey kid, but, but the agey kid comes in and, and, and does some nice things too, especially running the ball. Um, both of them, I think, throw a good ball, and, you know, a lot of the timing routes on their, you know, on their hitches and stuff like that, they do a good job. Um, you know, I think Little has a little more size than than what AG has, and um, but but either one of them, those the 34 and 36, whichever one it is, they're going to lead up through there for him and 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 make a hole for him. So uh, either one, I think I think they've got pretty much the same game plan for for both quarterbacks. Uh, just one real quick question, Coach. You may have touched on this, and then we'll we'll let you get out of here. Uh, can you tell us uh, who of the injuries will be playing tomorrow and who won't be? Can you tell us uh, the injuries players? Yeah. Um, well, obviously Carson's out. Uh, Logan Reed's going to be out. Um, Nate Collins, you know, it's going to be kind of a game time decision. He's he tried to practice a little bit, but he's still having a little pain. It's not really in his knee, but below his knee. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, we still have Alex Rogers, who's out. Um, you know, Logan Wendell, we've got several banked up. Okay. But, um, but right now, you know, at, run, at running back, we've got, you know, pretty much Isaac Coleman, and, and we're going to put Blake back there a little bit more, and uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, if anybody can get it done, we've yeah. got faith in you, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good luck on that bus ride tomorrow. I know it's going to be tough, be long, but yeah. I think we'll get it done, and i got faith in our boys. I yeah. really do. I really do. Thank you, Coach, for taking the time out with us. And at the end of the day, he'll pocket. <laughs>